0: Going to run through what we're going to be talking about a little bit in these episodes. We're going to be taking topics from the internet that are about parenthood and dive a little bit deeper into them through the eyes of real life parents. Know this podcast isn't just for people who are already moms and dads, but we want this to also be for people who hope to one day grow and start a family. What better way to learn what your future may look like than through the people who've been there, done that? So, with all that being said, let me introduce myself. My name is Sarah Malone. I am the managing video and content editor here at Mamas Uncut. No, I am not a mom yet, but I am going to be asking questions to these three lovely women who are, in fact, mothers. Hey guys, do you want to introduce yourselves?
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our first podcast for Mamas Uncut. My name is Lisa Marino, and I am the founder of the company. Um, As you know, the Mamas Uncut Facebook page has been around for a long time, and it's really around moms helping other moms. Answer tough questions, whether it's about raising your kids, feeding your child, how do you get your baby to sleep. Um, There's so many different ways that we can, as a community, help each other, and that's the premise of of this podcast and our brand in general. Um, I personally have two kids. My daughter is a senior in high school. My son is a freshman. They're Bella and Damon. You'll hear me refer to them all the time as we chat about our children and our families. Um, I'm also divorced recently. Those are some of the perspectives I bring to the table. I'd probably categorize myself as a Mexican tiger mom. Both my ex-husband and I grew up in very strict Hispanic households, and that had a lot of impact on how we viewed child rearing and the way that we handled um, our family, particularly early on. Um, There were two rules in our house, for example, respect and good grades, and uh, we were pretty draconian about those things. (laughs) Anyhow. Um, that'll be mainly my role in this podcast is bringing sort of that more old school perspective to the team. Um, anyway, glad to be here and welcome everyone. Um, and hope you keep listening. Um,
2: I'm Rihanna. I have two boys, a 13 year old and a five year old. Um, so I am very much the mom that kind of goes with the flow because I have a huge age gap. So I kind of, it, Experience everything all at once, um, and it's chaos and very smelly, which is great. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs>
3: teenagers—it's smelly
2: all the time. It's disgusting.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Hey everyone, my name is Ashley. I am a mother of four—four four, three boys and one girl. So I can relate to it being really smelly because my boys are the worst. <laughs> um. I'm a pretty laid back mom. Go with the flow. Um, I'm a military wife, so if I wasn't go with the flow and laid back, I feel like my life would be pretty much chaos all the time. My husband is literally always gone, so yeah, my husband is deployed right now. Uh, he's coming back sometime this month because we are moving. But yeah, he's he's gone right now. This is the third deployment, so it's been it's been a little crazy for us, um, but. Being, like, laid back and good with the flow was kind of made it a little easier. Can't say it hasn't been chaos sometimes, though.
0: <laughs> well, thank you all so much for being here. So, in this episode today, we're going to be talking about former Olympian Sean Johnson East and her husband Andrew East in a video that they have recently shared on their Instagram. So, basically, what the video was is they were demonstrating a hold that their doctor had taught them, and it almost immediately helped calm their baby girl, Drew Hazel, down um
4: when she was getting fussy so i'll show the video right now so parenting pro tip a doctor told us about i got it okay so apparently there's this magic hold that
0: is instinctual for a baby to open their eyes with and stop crying so you grab them by the chest and then under their little booty and rock them gently like we do all things baby and they stop crying and open their eyes within like a couple seconds so and drew's drooling all over me but uh, anyway, I thought, I thought this might be useful information for girl. the world to know if you have a colicky baby or know someone with it. Um,
4: we don't def- know if it would work for everyone.
0: Well, It's just, you know, it's a worth a try. It's nice not having someone scream in your face. Let us know if you guys have any other parenting pro tips because we could use them. So I guess my first question for you guys is what were your initial thoughts when you saw this video? Um, is this something that you ever tried with your own kids when they were babies? And, um, what did it work or did you find something that was more effective for you guys? <laughs> All right, let me answer this one. Um, so
3: I'm the queen of the turn the volume up on the TV method and let the kid cry it out. <laughs> 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 so that was a lot of what we did when the kids were small and were crying. Right. So, uh, my husband, or ex-husband also had what he called the love hug to get the kids to stop crying. Um, that was really basically, you know, hugging them like this, not letting them go until they actually calmed themselves down and were able to speak rationally. Like, this is when they're, you know, 18 minutes to probably four years old and they're toddlers, uh, to get them to calm down and, like, you know, begin to engage in a much more productive manner and ultimately my husband would get what he wanted from the kids with the love hug because he just wouldn't let him go and there you know my son was very defiant when he was little so there would be a good like 15 minutes where he'd be trapped in my husband's arms and like you know by the time it was over my husband who doesn't work out too much, that was like his big workout for the next two months. <laughs> Getting him to calm down. Almost, so that was.
0: It almost sounds like the the weighted blanket. You know how they say like it helps calm you down. Like almost just like those arms around you would like make you feel like yep. you're in a safe. space. Right. Safety, yeah. Okay. We 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 grew up in
3: a much more uh, disciplined environment than even what we did with our kids. So.
0: Right. Yeah, I think that's important too. Like you kind of look at like the millennial style parenting and you see them kind of looking for this like one size fits all fix where, you know, when it comes to like our, like my parents who raised me, like their, their way of life was so different. And I think it's interesting to kind of like see parents of like different generations talk about that and kind of going off of that. Did you guys see any issues with this video um, you know, obviously you have to be careful with like any child, but was there something that, you know, triggered you while watching this or like, oh, I don't think I would ever try that?
4: Um, no, I didn't see any issues with the video. Um, I feel like he had like a good grip on the baby, and I kind of did something similar with my kids um when they were babies, which was many moons ago cuz my youngest is now 7. Um, I would set them on my lap and kind of put pressure on their stomach, too. And I feel like that helps a lot of babies because a lot of babies are super gassy. And I feel like that's the reason it calms them down because it helps, you know, them get the gas bubbles out of their stomach. So I feel like I feel like it's a good technique to use.
3: Right.
4: And I feel like he did it safely. Right. Yeah.
2: As long as they're not, like, shaking the baby. Right. Like, exactly. We're in survival mode. Whatever gets you through. Right.
0: right. <laughs> so, um... Is this something that you should also kind of look at once you've figured out, you know, if you go through all of the categories of why your baby could possibly be crying? Um, so, like, you know, they could possibly be hungry or they need their diapers changed. Like, before we try these, like, holds, should we make sure we're going through, like, this checklist? Okay, like, it's not any of the obvious things. So, she's just clearly fussy. So, let's try this hold that the doctor taught us.
3: So, my daughter, Bella, uh, was colicky when she was a baby, so we had a lot of this when when she was young, mm-hmm. and there were just certain hours of the where there was really nothing anybody could do because she just had to go through. She had to go through it, right? And she was two, three, four months old during this process. Uh, we would hold her like a football and try to like get the gas to move through, but ultimately, at the end of the day. There's just such limited options, and you knew she wasn't hungry because she'd been fed recently, you checked her diaper, you did the basics, and just kind of was the operating environment we had, which is why you turned up 3D really loud. Right.
0: <laughs> right. What were some of the go-to parenting techniques that you used while you were raising your kids and still use today?
3: Ashley, why don't you go first because you've got four kids.
4: <laughs> um one of the go to's eyes I, I always did was laying them like across my um, lap on their stomach because, once again, I feel like they're literally just always so gassy that like putting them on their stomach and like patting their backs that always calmed my kids down. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's like one of the best techniques that I could like offer anyone. We
3: did a lot, a lot more when they were a little older versus when they were purely infants, but it was. It was a lot of, like, we talked to our children, not, like, children. We spoke to them, you know, not similarly to the vernacular I'm using now. And it was very much about, like, okay, explain to me what is going on. We can solve anything. But if I don't understand what the issue is, and that could have been, you know, them doing hand signs because they wanted milk. That could have been them using their words. There's... So many different ways to communicate, but them understanding that I can't help them, or they can't be helped if they don't ask for the help themselves and share like what's going on with them. Right. So I think I think that was, you know, again after after the babies were infants and they were able to communicate, I think that was one of the most impactful uh, pieces of or impactful tools we use for parenting.
2: Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, we do a lot of the car to kind of keep calm down and sleep um, and the, like swaddling and the white noise and all that stuff. And um, the only caution I will say with that is if you do it all the time, then your baby will only calm down or go to sleep. <laughs> and I have friends and I'm like, Oh my gosh, please let them like actually fall asleep by themselves um, for, for like years of <laughs> work. Um, but yeah, I mean, Whatever in the moment, if you need just to drive to get your baby to calm down, you should do it.
0: It's funny you bring that up. I was like talking to my parents about this podcast and things and what the first topic was. And I was like, mom, what was your go-to parenting technique? And she was like, I was always taught one and it was put your baby in the car to like get the movements to get them to go to sleep. And she said with me, I was the exact opposite. Anytime I was put into a car seat and in a car, I would become even more talkative like, I didn't get it. Like, I don't know what it was, but you were in a car and you would refuse to fall asleep. I'm like, oh, I'm nice sorry about that. <laughs> um, and I guess my final uh, question is, what is the best parenting tip that you can give someone who, you know, is having a colicky baby or a fussy baby and just can't seem to figure out how to calm them down? You know, I, I feel like that could be like the most um, distressing part of being a newborn parent is, you know, not knowing what to do for your kid when he clearly needs something. Yeah. Well, look, I
3: think the best advice is, you know, you can't you can't always know and you need to be okay with that. And ultimately, you know, humans have been raising babies for about tens of thousands of years and they all kind of get through it, right? Babies are a lot tougher and probably people give them credit for. And there's not necessarily a lot of new stuff as you're rearing your, you know, as your new mom that others haven't seen. And just don't be too tough on yourself, right? Yeah. Like, for sure. And there's not always an answer.
2: And that's okay. Yeah. I would say um, the best advice I've gotten for my entire life, but I've used for parenting is a bad moment um, doesn't equal a bad day. So I think especially if you think that your baby is always going to be crying or you had a hard morning getting your kids out the door or something like that, it doesn't have to affect the entire day, um, which I think has been really beneficial for me and my parenting. Yep, I agree with that too.
4: For sure. Yeah, a bad moment does not make a bad mom for sure. And I think we're so hard on ourselves all the time. And one of the best tips I can give is it's okay for your baby to cry. Like, if you're at your wit's end, your baby won't stop crying. They're, they have colic. Like, it's okay if you let them cry. As long as they're in a safe spot, um, put them down, let them cry. Because you can't, you can't always fix it. Yeah.
0: Yep. So. I think that can be applied to, like, life, like you were saying, Ryan and Like, some of these things, like, you just can't control and you just kind of have to go with the flow. And it's hard when you don't. Well, thank you guys so much for joining this first episode of Mamas Uncut Podcast. If you guys want to see a visual component of this, you can go like our Facebook page, our Mamas Uncut Facebook page, or you can follow us on Instagram at Mamas underscore Uncut. Uh, Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next week.